You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. You're listening to episode 273 of the award-winning... No, actually, that's not true. It's just PHP. I'm sorry. I'm making it more than it was. I'm your host, Eric, and with me is Tom Rideout. Hello. And John Congdon. I was trying to find some funny hippie quote, and I couldn't find one. Just talk, John. You, you, just, you just ooze hippiness out of you. War is over if you want it. I don't. I, 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 I don't know. Wow! Went all the Worst way, all the way ever. Yeah. It was the first thing that came up when I was looking up a hippie quote. Okay, why, why, why are you upset? Up? Why are you looking well, you, for a hippie you, quote? You, you're, you're assuming upset is the word that you should be using. I'm sorry, hippie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Why are you looking for a hippie quote? Everybody, be quiet. The yuppies apologizing. <laughs> I got called a hippie in Discord. I don't know. It was funny to me. So I, I tried to do my hair up a little bit more, you know. Right. If I thought about it, you know, an hour earlier, I would have tried to figure out what a hippie wears and try to dress up yeah. for the show. You know what those hippies are known so for is the uh, cleanliness of their hair. <laughs> that was what was pointed out when I asked. I'm like, what do you mean hippie? What What did I miss? Oh... Hey, what right. can I, I can't so, my- like I uh, like I stated, this is kind of a new computer. Uh, <clears throat> I, I did a motherboard swap, got myself a nice uh, Ryzen 3 3600 in here now, and was hoping that would fix some of the stuttering issues and the encoding issues that we have. The encoding issues seem to be fixed, uh, but it, it still appears to be stuttering a little bit. And... Uh, yeah, so the the board that was in here was an Intel board, and I just straight up swapped the whole motherboard and CPU, and uh, didn't even bother like reinstalling Windows or anything. Just turned it back on and started using it again, which might contribute to some of the problems. So I'll probably end up reinstalling Windows at some point soon. That sounds like fun. Eh, it's not that bad anymore. Windows 10 is pretty easy. It's more once you reinstall, then you got to install everything else, right? No, I have a I have a flash drive that uh, just sort of restores me to a default config. Hmm. All I know is I tried to do it in a virtual machine recently, and I I was trying just to reinstall Windows, and I thought I chose the option to save all my stuff, but literally all it did was save my files. I still had to reinstall all the applications, and it was a pain in the ass for sure. But then again, I'm not a Windows guy, so I I'm sure I did something wrong. Yeah, it no. would have been good if you had some. Backups, John. Just planting that seed. <laughs> you guys have uh, some sort of data recovery issue? No, that was that was last month. We had a we had a funny thing happen though. Uh, a little inside baseball for you guys. John and I, you know, we brainstorm on things like the cover of the magazine, and you know, like the last minute layout stuffs and how how things work out and related reading all, all the like the very last minute details of uh, putting the magazine together and it surprisingly takes a long long time to do like it's it's really really a lot more involved than you would think it would be for two grown 
ass men <laughs> to get accomplished. <laughs> and one of the hardest things we struggle with is coming up with the title for each month because we try to make it engaging and you know related to if not a common theme through the magazine, at least one or two of the articles. We're, and, we're, uh, we're, we're five titles in. I don't think we've hit engaging once yet. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> really. February turned out to be a particularly challenging title for us. And we were really pushing ourselves to get it released in the first week, which, as we talked about last week on the show, we were very excited that we were able to do that. But we finally finally come up with the title we finally come up with the layout and we get everything done and then john tells me the next day yeah he lost the lay he lost it i'm like wait what do you mean you lost it? he's like it's not on my computer anymore i'm like that's not a thing it's gotta be there somewhere nope it's gone we gotta redo it i'm like oh, that's horrible so the title, the title of February is actually the second title because we couldn't remember what we called it the first time and i'm still not entirely sure what happened because I do get reset hard all the time in <laughs> like my, my daily projects. Can't possibly figure out what happened, but I did a get well, reset hard. But it's not <laughs> supposed to delete files that aren't in the repo. And I, I'm pretty sure these files weren't in the repo. So they should sure get a, re, a reset hard does delete files. No, I, no, I'm telling you, I, I, I do it all the time in my project. Really? I, I will reset a branch to a specific place and. I have plenty of files that aren't in the repo that are just fine. So I'm still not sure what I did. I just know I ha- happened to do a get reset hard prior to going back to work on the magazine or work on the cover. So my assumption is that is what did it, but I'm still, still don't know that. Anyways. So yeah, we had, we had to do the February cover twice and we couldn't remember what we titled i i still time, think so. the title we came up with the second time is the same one we did the first time i can guarantee you it wasn't i definitely came up with the title the first time no you did and i shot it down the first time <laughs> maybe that maybe it's all part of the plan i lost it you, so you i could just, use my title i didn't like my i didn't on the fact that i wouldn't remember i didn't like my title either like so you settled on parallelized your code right like he just wants me twister. to have to say that word that's yeah. the point. Yeah, I, that's the it, line I thought it'd it. be funny. Yeah. What is and it, it doesn't make sense. It's not it's not a word. <laughs> it's not, but it's funny. <laughs> Nobody else is complaining. Move on. <laughs> like there's no one else on the on the phone here to complain with us. I mean, we got the Discord. We have any complainers there. Yeah, yeah. That's what you do is like <laughs> call Ask them the out. Chat. Will, will always, you please complain? Nice. There you go. <laughs> That'll work. Eric, how was your week? All right. Let's let's get moving on there. Uh, my week was pretty good. We had uh, Lyricon online this week. Yes. I don't know if anybody attended that. I've started no. bits and pieces. It's 12 hours. It was, it was long. It, it was Holy way cow. too expensive. I wasn't going to attend it. It was free. <laughs> it was too expensive. Even free. On, on I didn't want time, to attend it. On a time scale. Whew. Because I, I was getting tweets that were like, hey, Laracon's great this year. And I was like, oh, I forgot to check it out. So I pulled up the YouTube to see if it was archived and it was still going. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, it's five o'clock here. <laughs> that's yeah, that's crazy. And it doesn't look like they're going to break down the talks. I mean, they, they put um, they put the the chapter links in them so you can you can click to that's each good. talk. But it looks like they're going to keep it one long talk. Yeah. 
makes it easier to bounce around. But there are some good talks. Uh, somebody did a talk. So in Discord a couple of weeks ago, when I was talking about my development environment in the Devil Box uh, Docker uh, configuration I use, somebody had brought up Lando. And Lando looks more and more appealing. Like It looks more and more of what I want. Um, I'm not sure about a couple aspects of it, but it lets you uh, it lets you configure like different versions of PHP for different projects and all this other stuff. But I cannot get it installed on my Linux machine. First off, here I'll throw this in Discord so everybody has a link to this um, because I already have my Docker configuration. I already have Docker and stuff installed on my Linux machine, and for some reason, it wants to install Docker CE, which I'm not sure what that is, but it wants me to uninstall my existing Docker packages to install it. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not happening. Like, I spend, you know, th- this is running, and I need this to keep running. So Are you running Docker Desktop? Um, has, what? No, I'm not running Docker Docker Desktop, no. Not not on Linux. That's not, that's not a thing, no, is Docker, it? Docker just yeah. works on Linux. Like, it's supposed to work. It's, it's you know, there's nothing to nothing else to install. It just works. It's, it's a beautiful thing. But I really wanted this uh, Lando. I really want to use this Lando. And there was, there was somebody on Laracon doing a talk on Lando. And it just made me want to use it more. <laughs> I'm like, damn it! That looks cool. I really want to use that. I mean, because the the big, like I said, the biggest thing, the thing that appeals to me the most is that, again, each project not only can you have particular versions of PHP, but you have particular extensions, different databases, different you know configurations. The one thing I'm not sure of is how it handles all the port stuff. Like it looks, every time I look at it, it looks like it. It just knows how to, it, it does, it looks like it's doing some sort of reverse proxy or something because it, it gives you a URL. So you're not hitting a IP address. You're hitting, you know, whatever, mydev.local or you know, whatever you're working on at the time. And it just handles it all, but it lets you customize. So I really want to install it, but I'm really nervous about uninstalling my existing Docker environment to get there. I'm hoping, I'm hoping there's another solution at some point. Uh, Discord has a solution here for you. Discord to the rescue. Yeah. And if you're not in our Discord channel, discord.phpugly.com. Join us. You can call me a hippie, and maybe I'll ban you. That's just the way I roll. Yeah. So, Charlton, you're saying you can keep your existing Docker, just skip, ignore, no. But I'm trying to install it through a package manager, and the package for Lando won't install because it does it doesn't see that Docker CE is installed, and Docker CE won't install because they have the other Docker packages installed. So yeah, see, you can pick the ports. Charlton, were you the one that was telling me about Lando last week? He's a contributor. I'm I'm, I'm going to uh, try to. I'm working on getting getting an article written up about this because I need I need more information. It's important to me. It, you, you've got to join our Discord channel. I'm telling you now, the the Tom faces in there just. Makes it makes it Tom, so makes I, it so worth it. Yes, I'm very. How do you feel about, about being about a half a dozen avatars now? It's great. <laughs> you, you get you used a lot. Yeah, as soon as as soon as the avatars for me were created, they started getting used everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I'm not unhappy with it. I'm very very pleased. <sighs> how was your week, John? Uh, my week was. Decent. It was good. We launched a new giveaway that we're doing with PHP Architects. I and saw this. If I could find my way over here. Oh, yeah. There it is. 
I will share it in the show notes. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a free entry thing. It's obviously we're trying to use it for social marketing and to get out there some more. But with our friends over at OSMI slash OSMH as a rebranding, uh, we are giving away a Raspberry Pi to go along with the series that we're doing, How to Hack Your Home with a Raspberry Pi. Uh, Ken Marks has been writing it. Uh, February was his second issue, kind of stepping through how he's setting up a Pi, installing software on it. And in the coming uh, month or two, he's going to talk about applications he's actually written uh, that he uses in his home. So it's it's been interesting. And then uh, open sourcing mental health stepped in and said, hey, we want to contribute. We'll help give away a Raspberry Pi to some listeners and readers. So that's what we're doing. We found a kit that we like and just go over uh, the links in the show notes. But if you go to phpa.me slash pi2, pi2, uh, you'll get there pretty quickly. It's a nice, nice little kit for uh, for doing like facial recognition and, and automation stuff. It's got a camera and uh, a couple servos. I saw that. Linear, looks, linear actuators. Yeah. looks like it's uh, going to be a fun little kit. Yeah. And the, the thing about this particular series that Ken is writing for PHP Architect is that as somebody who I've gone through several Pi tutorials, and there's, there's usually like they usually fall under two categories, super simple beginner. I'm going to install the OS and get some Python script running to way over my head, you know, electronics master degree implementing something can kind of goes drops right between. It's not your typical here's, here's the basics of a raspberry Pi and how to use it. He's actually installing sensors He's using it in a real-world scenario. He's speaking directly to me because he's doing this in PHP. I mean, I could just couldn't be happier with this with the way the series is going. I could, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he contributes every month. I, I, I am so, <laughs> I'm so happy I get to read it before y'all get to read it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was good. And then we had uh, what else? We had a Laravel nine come out this week. Along with the Oh, mm. oh, that was a mistake. What's mm. wrong? I've been getting lots of questions about uh, my opinion on Laravel nine. I'm sure it's, you have a glowing review of it. What 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 issue what issue could you possibly have with Laravel nine? I really only have one significant, two significant issues. You guys there? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just lost. What's up? Uh, I just lost video. Okay, it's back. Weird. <laughs> oh, the stream. The stream lost it too. Oh, hey, we're back. Stream. Weird. My Logitech service just crashed. Somebody's trying to stop me. <laughs> it's your microwave. Calm down. <laughs> no, I got a new one. I haven't insulted this one. Uh, I, my, my first thing is it's pretty simple. Uh, if you go to the docs for Laravel 9, um, the, the release notes state pretty clearly, uh, yeah, you have to run PHP 8. It's, it's a minimum of PHP 8. Which is um, a good thing. I mean, it's keeping which is great. moving forward. It's great. It's because Symfony requires PHP 8. And uh, the, the version of Symfony that Laravel is built off of upgraded. Um, and and that, that is actually worth noting because in Laracon, in Taylor's talk, he even touches on the fact that they stayed on Laravel 8 longer than any other previous release of Laravel. They felt like they could have continued growing Laravel 8 
but that their hand was basically being forced with the packages that they depend on, making it to the point where okay, they have to they have to upgrade to PHP eight and upgrade the Laravel version. Sure, that's fine. So why why are enums a, p- a part of functionality in Laravel now? Huh? What do you mean why enums? <clears throat> there's a new function in Laravel, uh, enum eloquent attribute casting, as well as yeah. implicit route bindings with enums. Right, uh, enums are not in. Enums are not in 8.0. Oh, they're 8.1. They're 8.1. Yes, it, he he says that in, in the he said he does say well, he does mention that in his talk as well. I mean, it's great that he acknowledges it, but why is the minimum version eight if the framework actually requires 8.1 to function the way it's released? It it, it doesn't if you're not using that functionality, right? But you don't know if you're using right. that functionality because it's part of the framework. The, so it could be in a package. The documentation. That you're using. So one of these packages that I'm using decides to upgrade to support nine. And says, "Hey, the enum thing's cool. I'm going to integrate that too." That's fair. That's a fair argument. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to I'm going to give that one to you. Like this, I understand that he wants enums in it, and he can release that as a separate package or whatever, and say like, "Hey, this is a recommended package. It requires 8.1." But to straight up like say that the, the minimum requirement is eight, but then stuff like is just not going to work, maybe because 8.1 is actually the really the recommended version. It's it's, a, it's totally a useless thing to do. Why would he? Why not just say the minimum version is eight point one? If you're comfortable having features that are eight point one based, make it an eight point one requirement. Like mm. it's it's a huge misstep in compatibility and, and versioning support and moving forward. Like why not eight point two? Why not just include features that are in eight point two and have them have them as part of the default or like beta features that are in nine? Like. Yeah, they're not supported until yeah, nine gets released. You, you had you had a good argument. You need you should you should pump the brakes now because <laughs> you're starting to just get stupid. I'm just saying, like you, you'd one Eric over. Slow down. If I if I have no, if I have PHP eight installed, I would expect that all of yeah, the tests we would get pass. It. We, we we get we get what you're saying, and, and like I said, you, I think you have a valid argument, especially when you start pulling out of the packages. That that's true, um, Roger. Roger, that's a good point. It should be, but it may not be. He, Roger says, w- would eight point one be a dependency of third party packages? And hopefully, they no. It should it inherit it. It should inherit it from the from the functions well, well, that it's well, using. If it's a, if, they, if it's a third had, party had, package, he has a point. No, right. as a third if party package, a, Thomas. Thomas, he has a point though. If you go to install a third party package, they could put in there that the minimum requirement is eight point one because they're using enums. Or it could be so eight because in, that's the requirement the, of Laravel. But but if you write a package that uses enums and you know it needs to be on eight point one, why wouldn't you include that requirement in your composer? At, at, JSON? Yeah, as a, as a third party package, you don't necessarily go just with the minimum requirements of the package that you're building on top of. It's what you need in order to run. So I think which I is, think you have a valid I think you have a valid point, Tom. Which, and I think it's something people need to be wary of. But I. I don't think it was that big of a misstep because he wanted he, enums are cool. I got to work with enums. I think they're cool. Okay, and, just uh, for, but for, it's not a required me, use. For it's me, not a required use. So for me, if I install Laravel, if I if I download Laravel framework from Git and run all the unit tests, a bunch of them will fail for no enum support because enum support is tested and will fail on 8.0. So when you say that the minimum required version is eight, but Eight won't pass a build test. 
then you've you've already won the argument. I'm just saying it's it's not a small. <laughs> I don't think it's a small thing. I think it's a fundamental misstep. I think it is. I no. no the the small it's... thing is he could just say the minimum requirement is eight point one. I, 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 I the only reason I disagree is you don't have to use that piece of the the code. You don't have to use mm-hmm. enums. Sure, you're not. So the minimum you're not requirement going to use for Laravel them, could be five point four. But you're not using enums you if you're. All right, but if you're not using Eloquent, you're not going to run into any problems running it in MySQL four or in in, in PHP five point four. So, so can I can I ask you a question? You have a good argument. Why do you have to take it to such an extreme? Because I think it's a bigger issue than you guys are accepting. <laughs> I'm that, sorry. That parts of, parts of the framework just aren't compatible with the version that it says it is. That's to me a part a a a functionality a which which is documented which is documented. But yes, again, you have a valid argument. You have a completely valid argument. Nobody's short shorting you on that. But I think you're taking it too far by trying to make it a bigger deal than it actually is. Well, okay. I'm just saying if I have 8.0 installed and part of my build pipeline is running unit tests, my system won't deploy Laravel 9 on an 8.0 server. You you don't run the, the unit tests of the packages, though, do you? Some some pipelines right. do. Some pipelines make sure that everything, even third-party libraries that include tests, get run so that you know that everything that got updated works correctly. That's interesting. I've never seen that personally. Not saying it doesn't happen, but... Yeah. But who's comfortable deploying code hey, 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 doesn't Tom, pass Tom, tests? Tom, I'm, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you out, Tom. Does don't your, upgrade wait, the layer of mine. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not. Wait, 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 Tom. Yeah. Does your pipeline currently run all the tests in your vendor directory or just your tests in your application? Not our automated pipeline, but some of our build pipelines do. I'm on 8.1. I'm not worried about this for me. I'm just saying this is bad. This is a bad thing to do to a framework that millions of people use, is have this conditional like, oh, if you're running the latest version, then this thing will work. Well, that's actually true. If you are running the latest version, that thing will work. Yeah. But if you're running the minimum requirement, it won't. Yep. That's a, that's a bad yeah, thing you, to have you, in you, a framework. You nailed it. Well, if you're running the minimum requirement, you can't run that functionality, so you have no reason to use it. So no reason. All good. What if you build it in? All good. You build it into something else. I'm just I'm just saying. Build what into something else? Never what mind. Build? Never mind. I'm glad you agree with me. <laughs> I do. I do. But I that's mean, not my biggest. That's not my biggest issue. My biggest issue is that all of the third party packages have to upgrade to Laravel 9 support. Mm-hmm. And this is something I brought up in the past and I wasn't going to bring up, but I looked at how long ago it was and it was quite some time ago. There's a lot of stuff about Semver in the conversation about releasing Laravel 9. And while mm-hmm. I agree that the framework itself is following Semver, the components of the framework are not. So if I'm writing a package for Laravel that uses the illuminate support functionality, which is part of the the build pipeline for Laravel, the framework, then I can spe- I can specify a version seven, eight, nine <clears throat> that's the minimum required version. If you pull up the tag for illuminate support, the where they went from Laravel eight to Laravel nine, mm-hmm. there's two methods added. There's no backwards breaking changes, and the two methods are helper methods for the two string magic method. So like this is not a breaking change by any means. And if if I'm writing a, a helper for Laravel that only uses the contents of that package, that package did not change enough to warrant a major version change. So 
why did it get upgraded from eight to nine with almost no changes to the code itself? And the reason is that all the packages that are used to build the Laravel framework are versioned the same as the framework. And that's not Semver. And that's the reason that I have so much difficulty upgrading to nine because every package that lightly touches the Laravel components someone has to go into now, create a pull request just to upgrade the number in the composer.json. No actual changes. You just up, you just change the number, run the unit tests, and now it works. But I have to wait for mm-hmm. all of the open source developers who develop for Laravel to do this. So if I look up a packages and just look for Laravel packages, I get and then when you, if you're seven using, pages of results. If you're using a, a thing like Dependabot that watches your packages then all of a sudden it's constantly pinging you like hey you gotta update this and update that right and then like i know we have it set to only up update i think five packages at a time so otherwise you just get flooded constantly with them right and then just it's like a never-ending stream at that point so i've got michael dorinda says you're full of shit no he doesn't he does no he says the components are split from the framework yeah they're they're split but they all seem to update their major version at the same time. Right. And when you're developing a package, you don't require the Laravel framework. You require the components that you're interacting with in the Laravel framework. So you, you require Illuminate support. Um, and I can tell you, like, you know, seven pages, like, you know, a thousand Laravel-specific packages. If you go in and look at the code forum, uh, the composer JSON just says, under require, Illuminate database, Illuminate support. That's it. Like that's all the components of Laravel that it but uses. And if neither of those, it, does, it, it doesn't say it doesn't say the version of Illuminate support. Oh, it does eight? It, yeah. Okay. So so won't it always lock to that version of Illuminate support? But that's right, the but problem it, is when you install nine, it requires Illuminate nine. So you can't install the third party package until they update their composer file. Right. That that's his complaint. Is that well, I mean, Illuminate yeah, support you, you didn't have, change you, from you eight have, to nine. That, that's not that's not a, that's not an issue with Laravel though. That's just a dependency issue that you have with anything where you're using. It's, it's an packages. issue with the structure of Laravel's release tagging. So if you right. go to Symphony, so, Symphony right now I'll, is building. I'll, I'll back you up on this, Tom. Just just to help you out here. So let me breathe. It's yeah. Okay. So. What what he's talking about is a third party package shouldn't need to update unless their actual dependencies changed. And what he's saying is the Illuminate the package itself didn't change enough to warrant a eight to nine version change. So now you got all of these packages that have to update their code in order to be able to be included with a Laravel nine application. Even when there's, there's no reason no, for it yeah, to even have if done. There's so. no reason to. You know, there mm-hmm. there are plenty of these these illuminate packages that got no modification from eight to nine they just got retagged as nine and the Laravel framework requires all of these packages to be at nine where in nor- in a normal thing like symphony you have symphonies making major jumps but all of their minor or sub packages that aren't changing just stay where they're at because there's no need to change them right just somebody just somebody with Laravel decided. They want all of their packages to be at the same version, so there's no confusion. Well, so what Michael Dorinda no is saying, Michael Dorinda is saying that the the Illuminate repos, which hold all of these libraries, these support libraries and stuff, are generated out of the current version of Laravel. 
So they're all tagged from the version that they're coming from. Whereas Symphony is constructed from these packages into the new version of Symphony. And I get that that's why this is happening, but that doesn't mean it's the correct way for it to happen. What should be happening is Laravel should be building out of the packages, not creating the packages with its own version number. These Because these packages, Laravel 9 could be the easiest possible upgrade for me, but I'm not going to be able to do it for two or maybe three months because there's going to be PRs that get ignored from third-party people who are too busy to care. And it's I just have to sit and wait or I have to fork it and run it off of my own fork, which means even like more crappy modification to my composer JSON. And I've done this since 4. Since, since Laravel 4 got released, I've had to do it every time a version came out. And <clears throat> yeah, and I, I get I get why it's being done, but that doesn't make it correct. Okay. I mean, at that point, why not just requ- right. why not just require Let's people include on. the framework Let's instead of the individual libraries? Jesus Christ! Was there anything that you're excited about with Laravel Nine? Well, before he gets too excited, <laughs> it was also shared in there that Taylor acknowledged that Laravel Nine is no longer supporting is n- not listed as LTS. Name it. Isn't yeah, long term support. Uh I think they're waiting on something with Symphony in order to be able to, to make it long term support. But we'll continue uh, getting upgrades for two years, security had, updates for at least two years. Yeah, I had heard that the idea of LTS just didn't make sense anymore with the new release cycle. Oh, there okay, so Taylor is acknowledging he's waiting for Symphony to bump their minimum version to PHP eight point one. Ha! But he can do it. He can just do it on Laravel. He can he can. I agree. If you write a library and you require the 8.1 features, then you just tag Which is what we're talking about with everything else. With, one, right? with all the sub so things, that, yeah. So that's the answer. All right, uh, good point. New accessors and mutators are pretty cool. Uh, there's an attribute casting thing that happens, um, which is it's nice. You put your accessor and mutator in the same function, and you have the get and setter set in the attribute. I think it's cool. Uh, the enum implicit route bindings are something that we're doing in a sort of hacky way already on my system, and I I won't mind seeing that implemented in the correct way. Um, I think full text index support and the new uh, Scout database engine are a terrible idea, uh, but that's just because people won't know not to use it. If you, if you don't know, full text search is like slow and bad. Yeah, but it's meant to be used with something with small sets of small data sets not, sure. it's, it's meant it's meant to be used in in, in it, yes obviously it will be abused but like for me personally i I, lo- I love the fact that scout now has a driver for my sequel and my sequel now has a full text search so it's not doing a it's not trying to like fake it and do a like search or anything like that oh totally because and, and i can see the data on our, I can see the database engine being very helpful for development environments where you have Scout pointing at one place on production and you have it on your local system and local. I just don't worry about abuse. Yeah, but it's, it's not. A, yeah, it's just. I mean that that that's just that would just be a poor a poor developer who does that. But in our, for example, our Argus environment, we I had to spin up a melee uh, search server and index and set up indexing and all for our FAQs. Yeah. It's just like they're just FAQs. I have like a dozen FAQs in there. I could I could just throw this at the uh, I could just throw it at the database and you know it'll work fine. So I was happy to see that. I, I I do think that you need to be cautious of when and where you use it, but 
I think it's a great. I think it's cool. Yeah. Uh, there's a improved validation of nested array data. This is something I use a ton, <clears throat> and I've had hacky solutions for it. But now there's a, an official solution. I like it. <clears throat> and the new ignition page is nice. The the new what route is, list. What is the what's the ignition page? Uh, that's the the exception page that's thrown when there's an unhandled the, the error page that pops up. Yeah. Why not just call it the Most error page or exception page? Because it's ignition is the name of the package they use for it. Yeah. It's the new version. So it requires requires seven point five. You get confused <laughs> very easily. You know what else confuses people? What? How to write good APIs. We'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, HookRelay.dev. HookRelay.dev allows you to create powerful webhooks without having to create all the groundwork yourself. Sure, the basics of sending webhooks are easy, but to add more powerful features takes time and effort. That's where HookRelay.dev saves the day. Have you ever tried sending data to third parties that have strict API limits? Do you handle those failures caused by those limits properly using traditional back-off algorithms? Stop worrying about third parties with flaky servers and let HookRelay.dev continue trying to reach them for you. Resending failed webhooks or just resending for testing is as simple as clicking a button. You can also be the recipient of webhooks. That's right, HookRelay.dev handles both inbound and outbound webhooks. HookRelay.dev can catch the request and then send them to your servers. And best of all, reporting. Writing code to track success failures, create reports, and more is already done with HookRelay.dev. Try HookRelay.dev's free tier today. Get three endpoints, 14-day retention, and 100 deliveries per day. Thank you, HookRelay, for sponsoring today's episode. Thank Thank you, HookRelay. Oh, this, uh, this whole upgrading my computer thing has worked out so well. Maybe you should have used Simber. What? What? That didn't make <laughs> sense. <laughs> so is this the, hey, so the graphics card you, you keep, you've been showing us for the past two or three weeks? You finally got that put in? The CPU. Yeah. But no. Oh, you, you, also, you also kept showing us a graphics card too. No, I didn't get a new graphics card. No one can get a new graphics card right now. Oh, whoops. Yep. That's what I was talking about. Go ahead. No, I have my, I have my gaming machine and it got the nice new stuff. And I took what was in my gaming machine and put it on my new desktop machine. But it's a, I do have an RTX 2080 Super. Uh, <laughs> Let's do our audio, audio podcast. Tom is talking, trying to flex to our Discord. Oh, not trying. I just did. <laughs> uh, test coverage in the Artisan Test Command, which I think is awesome. I am so excited about it. Uh, there's also the inclusion of a, an Echo server, a server for WebSocket connections written in uh, Go. What was it written in? I didn't, didn't oh, catch Node. That one. I don't know. It was written in Node. Yeah. Uh, and collections now report their methods to IDEs correctly. So your IDEs will try to autofill things nicely. But I sort of don't use my, did, my IDE. Did not do that before? It didn't very well, uh, but now it's much improved. Mm. Okay. But I, I don't. I'm well, still. I'm still writing high on uh, Copilot. I I had a I had a class that Copilot wrote half of for me the other day. Oh my gosh, are we going to be on this again? It drives me nuts when I try to when that thing pops up. Half oh, the time, I, I it it pops up a suggestion and I can't move anything in my IDE until I like I have to hit escape five times before I can do anything with it. Sounds like so good. You're, no, I don't. You're supposed to just embrace it. You're supposed it's to like, accept. It's like no, I don't want. I don't want the suggestion. Get a, go away. There are times. There are times where it, it is helpful, and it's like, oh yeah, I was going to type that anyway. Tab. 
Do you see uh, do you see Spadey's route auto auto discovery package? Is it a Laravel thing? Yeah, it was just during no. the it was during no. Laracon. I told you Laracon was too expensive. I did not attend. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, he showed off a really cool package that uh, allows you to use attributes, uh, native attributes in PHP for uh, defining routes on controllers. It's very slick. Yeah, I'm still torn on that. Was, was, I don't understand. Wasn't a fan that. of it with Symphony, not a fan of it now. Well, it's native I, I'm, now. I, I'm definitely going to have to warm up to that. I don't care if it's native. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. <laughs> Get off my lawn. See, the nice thing for yeah. me, the nice thing for me is right now, if I have a route, if I have the URL for a route, I have to go into my routes file or files and search for that route and then find the controller that it references and then go in that controller and find the method. But now I can just pop open, uh, you know, I can pop up my ID and search for the URL and it gives me straight to the. Can't you uh, do that and go straight to the routes file that you need to get to and then to the method? Yeah, it's still one more step. It's one more step. Oh, dear God, you have to click one more thing. Jesus. But but for me. Inconvenience, Tom. Yeah, for me, it's now I know where I can go to look for the routes if I don't know the route. There's like one, exactly. one maybe a small handful and they're on the same place versus spread throughout the entire mm-hmm. code base. And you can group them. And, and with the new, uh, with the new um, what, what do they call it? Routes, uh, uh, routes grouping or controller grouping, a controller grouping and routes. I mean, that just that just makes it super sweet. So that was something else that was announced in Laravel 9 is there's a new route group for controllers where you just define the controller at the top and then for your routes you just define the method that it goes to. Oh, that's so you group all your controllers. How how does so, the how does the annotation piece work for if you're attaching middleware to a specific route? Can you? Yeah, you just annotate the you, you say what the middleware is in the annotation or you put it in a group. You say it's a member of this group and this group has this rule for middleware. So you 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 annotate the group somewhere else. Yeah, the or group you is in the, the routes, in the routes file. file, wherever you want it. So to understand everything that's associated with a route that you're looking on, you still have to go to a routes file and see everything that's in that group. I'm not being smart ass. I'm, I'm asking an honest question because I don't know. You kind of have to do that anyways for uh, routes because there's implicitly bound uh, middleware. So you don't necessarily see what middleware you're running just by looking at the routes file either. Um, you have to look into what kernel, kernel.php. Um, Sounds like a huge pain in the ass. It can be, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, there's middleware groups already in the kernel. Um, and there's also route middleware that is defined to specific that's, routes. That's, that's all just like the standard stuff. I mean, yeah, if, if you wanted to be a bad developer, you could add more there, but mm. why would you? It's not necessarily bad developer. You have to remove stuff from there too, quite a bit, and uh, you can sign roles to certain members. Oh. And as Bucky is trying to be smart and say, "Hey, there's an artisan command for this. Just list all your routes." Yeah. Okay, you got me there. What? What you also got to make over? So this week, you I also had what? a long, I had a long conversation uh, with my team about code review, and, and we still don't have a good answer. There's a good answer in February's issue of PHP Architect where they say they teach you how to learn through code review. Uh, Just that article, I have it right here. Or it, it was teaching through code review, wasn't it? Yeah. There you go. February? Good. Yep. Pretty sure. Uh, teaching through code review by Derek Binkley. Yeah, I'll have to read that. I'm looking for a good tool to manage code review because Jira just doesn't quite cut it. 
and I haven't really found anything. And I found a good, I found a good tool for QA, which is a uh, uh, test rail. And I'm working on implementing that next week in our team. But code review still stumps stumps us quite a bit. Uh, you either you you get a whole blob, or you get five thousand lines of changes, and you just sort of go numb when you stare at it. That's that's about being a good team member and breaking your PR up, and then screwing it up because you tried breaking it up. I've been there. Yeah, and that's the problem is that <coughs> I would <coughs> I would like a code review tool where I could I could issue a PR and then split it up into sections. And say like, hey, these sections are model updates, and they're related to this. This section is controller updates, and they're related to this. Like versus multiple PRs that target like a feature branch, right? Because our, our there's well, there's no good way for our team to work with multiple PRs either. Multiple PRs for one for one ticket gets too confusing. It's hard to tell when that ticket's been approved. But if you made a a feature branch for that ticket, and then all the PRs targeted that feature branch, so that you could have smaller PRs. Again, all of the changes within a PR kind of being cohesive, hopefully easy to say, oh, yeah, that makes sense. The the hard part for me is in my last big feature that I tried to do this on, the code, while you could review it, you couldn't test it because it relied on things in another branch that hadn't been approved yet. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, the PRs were smaller and hopefully more reviewable. Yeah, it's... It's been a very tricky issue for us to resolve. If anyone knows of any like third-party services that can like assist with code review, that'd be nice. Where I'm trying to get static analysis as part of our pipeline to like do some automated code reviews, check spelling and do some linting and stuff. But uh, PHP Stan is awesome. It is. I just have to spend the time to get it working. Are you using that, John? Yep. Yeah. I didn't set it up. Somebody else set it up, but. Uh, we have a book at PHP Architect on it. Uh, Grumpy does a good job of stepping through how he updates his code using PHP Stan and iteratively. So you start out with it at a very low setting, make the change you need to make, and then you can progressively make PHP Stan more aggressive. So it's a good step-by-step process. It's the complimentary guide to testing by Chris Hartjess over at phparchitect.com or phparch.com. They both work. I just, I just realized is hard to spell. I just realized I've got the wrong logo on the, uh, on the. Oh yeah, look at that OBS right here. That's that's. We've got a new logo, and Tom is frozen and gone. Bye, Tom. We're not. Are we still on YouTube? Everything's going great. Uh, In case you were wondering, I'll tell you in a minute. (laughs) I haven't had any problems with this wonderful upgrade of my computer. (laughs) (sighs) It happens. Who's excited about the Super Bowl coming up? I'm not. I am looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, I, I was telling a friend recently that I think one of the nicest things about my new house is I'm in the Los Angeles uh, TV market. Oh. So I like get all the best sports games on my TV now. Like all the stuff I was missing down in San Diego. Like everything that's good is, is on television out here. So it's I'm very happy. I, I get to watch all the good games now. What was why was it blocked in San Diego? I thought normally it was things were blocked only because the team was in that area. So what was blocked? No, it's the viewers are in that area, right? San Diego is a small market, so they don't get like the hot, the high end games. A lot of the high end games that like cost more money, they won't get those. You know, people have to pay like for premium services and stuff to see them. But here, 
like every Lakers game is on. I get. I feel like I feel like all the Lakers game rooms were on San Diego as well. But I'm like seeing so many more games. I'm seeing a lot more Brooklyn Nets, uh, a lot more hockey that I, more than I saw down in San Diego. I just feel like every time I turn on the TV at night now, there's something to watch in the realm of sports that I never God. came across down in San Diego. And here I am just watching uh, America's Test Kitchen on Amazon. <laughs> I know, and and I don't have cable, and I don't do antenna either. I just have Hulu. But in Hulu, you have to put in your address, and then based on your address, you get live for the plan that I pay for. You get live television for that market. Why didn't you just lie before? Because I would have to. You have to set up a proxy to do it. Like you can lie, but it's checking. It's figuring out your uh, location. So, like when I travel, if if I'm like if I if I go back down to San Diego and I try to run Hulu. Hulu, it, it says, hey, you don't seem to be in this market anymore. You can't, I can still use Hulu. I just can't stream the live television I, anymore. I thought you switched from Hulu Live to YouTube Live or YouTube TV. No, other way around. I switched from YouTube TV to Hulu. Oh, really? Are you happy with that change? Doing that. Yeah, I'm real happy with it. I, I don't, I don't even, it's been so long now. Like when, when I was on YouTube TV, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll cut it some slack. YouTube TV was was still pretty new, but the Hulu, you know, I don't know. I just like it. I, I like it, but it, it seems to have more selections. They have a lot of Hulu exclusive shit now. I don't know. I don't watch a lot of television, so it, you know, I have a few shows that I watch. But I like to watch sports and have that now. Interesting, because I think I went the other way. I went Hulu Live to YouTube TV. And then YouTube TV has just been raising their rates nonstop. So they're as much as cable oh, now. Really? Oh, yeah. They're, it's like up to $70 well, I mean, a month now. Oh, wow. That does seem like a lot. I don't because think it, it, sta- it, like, it started at 35 I think, when we first started looking at it. Mm-hmm. It was like 25 or $35 a month. I, I pay for the top tier of Hulu's. I pay for like no commercials, which is it's not no commercials. It's like. No commercials on a lot of stuff, but still shows have like limited. It's almost worse. Like the shows that have commercials, you have limited commercials and they're whoever pays for that, those commercials. So like they're the same three commercials, every commercial. Break. Uh-huh. Local, local <laughs> TV it's, here it's a, is like that too. I've, oh, really? I've seen so much of Mike Lindell, the My Pillow Trader, just what? all over TV here. It, it is. So, so to be, to, to be fair, okay, John. The Hulu plan. So this this is something that might interest you. The Hulu plan is seventy dollars a month now, but you get Hulu Plus, which is basically all the television, all all the extras. Which no, no, I think I'm, I think I'm paying for Hulu Plus right now. Okay, so that's all TV ads. It also has Disney Plus and ESPN Plus now included. Which so I'm paying, all that is actually included. Which I'm paying for Disney Plus as well. So if you're paying for that separately, it, it's supposed to automatically sync up your account, and you should be getting credit yeah. on your Disney, right. Disney I, account. Yeah, so that's fine for the Hulu Disney thing, but so you're saying if I were to drop YouTube TV and switch to Hulu Live, I, w- I would save a little bit of money there. Because Oh, oh because you're paying YouTube and Disney now. I, I see I'm you're playing yeah, U- yeah, yeah. YouTube and Hulu. Well, I'm so I'm paying right. about ten dollars for my uh, Usenet provider and indexer. <laughs> so we had a really interesting conversation about this in Discord about how certain cheapos 
don't like paying for open source software, but they'll pay for every new package that comes out of Spotty or Laravel. Oh, but you might have to you might have to pay for open source software now. GitHub is announcing their sponsors only open source repos. I mean, that's fine. You, if they, if they want to do that, you, I, I think that's so. I think that's valid. You can you can mark your repo as sponsors only, which means that if they pay, then they can access the repo. But if they don't pay, they can't. So how do they know they want your software? I think it'll be once you're popular enough, you switch it over. You're not going to start out that way. Yeah, like, except yeah. that it, except like, that it, I think it violates the two biggest open source licenses. That's the it, Apache it, and what the Apache license. How does it violate them? The Apache license says that you cannot charge for access to the source code, and the mm. and the GNU license says uh, uh, free as in free, not free as in beer. And states well, that I'm, that I'm, means I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure GitHub has thought of that. And if you if you enable that, it tells you you have to switch to no. the MIT license. No, actually, Richard Stallman himself uh, spoke on this and said that uh, what they're doing is fundamentally illegal, and he, they're going to they're going to try and challenge it as soon as it goes into production. I'm not I'm not sure how he can say it's fundamentally illegal, but I mean, he he can definitely challenge it. And I I, I I'm not I don't think I would particularly be a fan of it, but I'm not opposed to it. I mean. You know the conversation we had in Discord today or yesterday was, was the fact today. that that was a good good thread you started. How many of these big companies use all this open source software and don't pay for it? Or, or, or they they don't have to pay for it. That that's the whole thing. Is nobody's asking you to pay for it? Just contribute a little bit back to the development. No, they're asking for money. You know, it's sponsors. It's financial sponsors only. No, he's he's, he's talking about something different. You start typing. I'm talking about the way it is now. Yeah, I I know you get tunnel vision when you start talking about a topic, Tom, and you want to get your idea across, and it's only you know what you're discussing. But other people have opinions and want to bring up other topics, so that's kind of what's happening here. Sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) No, that that really posted a picture of a cat in Slack. So that really was a a a great thread about. companies and what they're doing where they pay where they spend their money and where they don't you know spady has a lot of code that's a postcard license he mentioned this Mm -hmm. in his uh talk that you couldn't afford to go to but uh yeah and basically it's if you use any spady package which just about every layer commercially is it does he specify he specifies that if you're using it for yourself you don't have to send him a postcard but if you use it commercially you have to send him a postcard and, and if anybody's wondering what that means, if that's some like some code for something, no, it's not. He literally wants you to sp- send him a postcard in the mail. Yeah, yeah. This isn't like an online that's furniture it. store thing where there's a child <laughs> in the cabinet you ordered or something. It's real conspiracy theory. Yeah. Um, yeah, and if it's enforceable too, it's actually super enforceable. There was a uh, there was a be kind license in the seventies. Where uh, if you if you played the game that was being distributed, you had to be kind to someone that day. And like people, this because this guy was a, a college professor who wrote this license. People argued the license in the legal teams at the school, and we were like, "Oh yeah, no, yeah, you have to you have to do it." Oh boy, your kids are in Discord again. It's the only way I get to talk to them anymore. Really, home. This damn Nobody house is just I'm so my, big. <laughs> I'm in my cave now. It's like I have no windows. The doors are closed. You know, I don't see anybody anymore. He's got to go down to the south wing to see anybody, and he's like, "Nah, it's too far." <laughs> 
I mean, how much do I really love them? I don't know. <laughs> you gotta just ask the butler to bring them up to you once in a while for crying out loud. It, it has. So, our, our, it, in all honesty, we're being funny. The house is not that big, but in all honesty, that our house is bigger than our previous house. But our previous house was very small, and everybody in the house has a bad habit. I do it. My wife does it. The kids do it. Heroin. They continue to talk to you as they walk away, and with the with the ex- expectation I, that is you you're hearing everything. I don't understand. It's like. That. You can be in places in this house where I can't hear you anymore. Like you're you're <laughs> upstairs, you're in another room. I can't hear you. <laughs> I really wanted Echo to have a thing where I could just, like it could hear me walking through the house and keep transmitting to the person I'm talking to. That would be kind of be cool. <laughs> no, wouldn't it be freaky? Everything's That's crazy. Cool is freaky at first. That's yeah, true. Exactly. Yeah. You learn to embrace it. Just I guess what I panic after my first bump. Guess what I start in two weeks. Two weeks from tomorrow. Uh, hope you're not flying because um, there's a history I'm of. So excited! Yes, I'm flying. Start my paragliding lessons. It's official. Last week I talked about actually paying for it five minutes prior to the show. Finally got it booked. Starting two weeks from tomorrow. Man, I mean, I got Microsoft yeah. Flight Sim, and I'm set. I'm walking off a cliff with a big parachute on my back. Right. You're describing what I don't want to do. Well, I'm, describing, you're describing I'm describing what I don't want to do too. I'm describing so a sensible works. thing. I I don't I don't understand that. I'm I'm the looking impulse. forward to be being a sole proprietary proprietor. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, well, I'm, that's, I'm so I'm on. That's the depressing part. Like I've known for years, I need life insurance. I finally start looking into it to set my wife and kids on the right path in case something happens. Yeah, have a heart attack. They're like, fuck you. We don't want your money. Nope. No, like, not not. Damn not it! I, I I I did. I mean, to let you know, it, you guys know this. I'm sure a lot of listeners know this. I had I went through a whole cancer thing, chemo, blah blah blah. It took I think ten years post chemo before a life insurance agent would even talk to us about life insurance. And even then, my life insurance was through the roof because yeah, it's it, a scam. It is. It's it's such it's it's such BS, man. If there's well, any I mean, chance of you dying, they won't cover you because well, they don't want to pay anybody. And if you if you have any history of almost dying, right. they're going to cut you off. Right. And I was going to say, if you make poor decisions like having a heart attack and then t- deciding to take up paragliding, they're <laughs> not going to cover maybe you. Not talk, maybe not talk about paragliding on a podcast that's publicly accessible might be a bad idea, but I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. If I didn't disclose that I was going to be doing that, there would be an exclusion in the policy. Holy God! You ex- you you told them what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, I was going to go paragliding after this heart attack, but I just want to make sure my insurance is up to date. Hello, <laughs> I just want to see if I can Hello? kick in another heart attack. I just I'm jump off a cliff, see if I have another heart attack. If not, I figure I'm good. <laughs> I know life insurance. So jealous. Life insurance is a scam. Oh, absolutely not jealous. jealous. Yeah. A. I'm. I'm of the size. I'm of the size when I go to an extreme sporting thing. They're like, no, no, no. The 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 door to get in is extra small on purpose. You can't even enter the building. That that I love the GoPro idea. I think that should post to our Patreon supporters page. Be a Patreon exclusive. Yes. And maybe live leak if it goes poorly. <laughs> a good 
producer would have thought to put the page support. Maybe he did. We can't see his page right now, so we don't know. Yeah, maybe I did. That's true. We don't know. That's a good. That's a good. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. Watch the stream. No, he he hasn't. There it is. <laughs> I want to know what the lag on the stream is because I think I don't. I think there's barely any lag now. Uh. Well, I next time you show up, we'll we'll do a quick test. We do have a new patron, Jackson W. Welcome to the club, Jackson. All Thank right, you, Jackson. We have Welcome. a we have a new logo too, which is on this page, but not on any of the pages I'm in charge of. So, if you want to see the new logo, it's it's on screen right now. Learn it, live it, appreciate it. All right, so now I'm committed to getting a GoPro, and it will go on the Patreon page. Uh. Okay, well, Diego Dev has GoPros, John. If you if you want to save some money, yeah, save several I need, hundred dollars. I need to. But is it the, is it the, uh, is it the new GoPro Nine Black plastic? No, no, whatever. I'm sure it's not. No, you're not allowed to have that one. That one's expensive. <laughs> you, you need to go. I know nothing to, about they GoPros. Have, hey, they have GoPro 360s. Is probably what you want. Mm-hmm. I do. I think. That's I think that's I think that's a valid business expense. <laughs> I do. Top looking ass like what? Yeah, I mean my pedals, my uh steam my my OBS pedals haven't gotten here yet, by the way. Uh, have you been reading how to hack your home with a Raspberry Pi? Yeah, it's I'm all the way up to uh this issue which uh gets you up to the fully installed lamp stack. There you go. Well just keep just keep purchasing subscriptions and we'll get there one day. All right, all right, all right. I, I don't know. Hey, John, I don't know if you want to share this in the stream or not. So just, just keep but it. But I'm going to do it. Give, give me a minute. Here. All right, wait. One, two, three, four, five. I, I'm still That's not how that. you count seconds. It's one, one thousand, yep, two, one thousand. There it is. It, it just, the stream just came off uh, Patreon just now. Oh, so we're a couple seconds quicker. Yeah. Uh, I like your counting that. Do we one, want to talk two, about three. Any, any future computing purchases i i'm fine with that i i i've decided to so full disclosure my wife's mac is like on its last legs so we're doing the whole i'm gonna get something new and do the pass down she's gonna get my my current mac how long have you been doing that because my wife won't do it anymore all the time like my wife is not a computer person in the sense that she doesn't care oh yeah it's just oh yeah but last time last time i went to the at&t store I was like, oh, that's nice. And she goes, fuck you. It's my turn. And she gets the new phone. No, my wife doesn't care. She hates technology. Anytime she gets something new, she just got an Apple Watch. I'm like, do you want to open the box? She's like, no. So I get to open it and mess with it first. Um, She's got a MacBook Air from 2013, 14. I, I mean, it's an old machine. And it lasts her maybe an hour on the battery. It's like dropping quickly. If that long. So anyway, we're I'm ready to switch on. So I'm getting a a System 76. What did I go with? The Lemur? Lemur Pro? Well, I don't know. That's yeah. what I was waiting to hear. Yep. Oh, did you, did you order it? Yeah. I told you I did. All right. No, I don't think you told me you actually ordered it. I, I, I think you said you settled on it, but I wasn't sure if you actually ordered it. No, laptop? I did. You got a laptop? I got a laptop because I'm going to be at the paragliding grounds for hours and hours at a time i'm going to be able to get there early i can work from there in the morning i can work there on my lunch break i can work in the air while i'm flying around so you'll see me on the 360 <laughs> while i'm in the air coding mm-hmm. interesting that's the way all right works. that's going to make an awesome commercial for php architect 
By air, by land, or by sea. For PHP paragliding paving. For PHP ugly. He can't podcast. Sure he He can't podcast when he's (laughs) Yes, I want the Lemur Pro. That's very nice. It's their lightweight model. Tom was so bitter on this whole topic. I'm so I'm so annoyed with the System 76 laptop. They they've got what six or seven different models. It's like just give me a comparison guide of like here's all the specs like and then here's all the models and what they have. It's so frustrating that they don't do that for you already. I almost did it and I'm like nah, <laughs> it's too much work. It's mostly about the screen. I'll tell you that. No, it's screen. It's weight. It's there, there's a lot more than just screen. Screen is a big one. The graphics card is a huge one. The weight, the battery life that you can expect out of it, obviously is dependent on a lot of things. But yeah, like they don't the have battery a, they, they that's don't in have it. A compare page, right? So the Lemur Pro, super lightweight, batteries is expected to last like 14 hours. But then you got the really, yeah, the Onyx Pro, whatever their like desktop replacement, the batteries last like an hour. Oryx. <laughs> <laughs> So there's but like, you can cook a steak on it. <laughs> but there's so there's like this huge difference. I was like, God, can you just lay it out? Like, show me what they are. And then the naming doesn't make any sense. It's named after animals or whatever else it's named after, and it's just not clear. Well, anyway. I'm excited. I'm excited you got that because that that was one of the laptops I I've been eyeing for for years. And uh, if if I ever have to get another laptop, I think I I, I, I may I, go that direction. Yeah, it, it again comes down to if I'm going to work remotely for any reason, Docker on the Mac is such a dumpster fire that I don't want to do it again. Really is. Yeah, it's just slow. Yeah, it, it's terrible. Even, so, even on the new Macs, it's slow comparatively. Yeah, it it it, it absolutely rocks on Linux. It, it, oh yeah, you, you don't even you don't even see a difference. It's it's just. Well, and so I was alluding to this a little bit earlier, but uh, Docker Desktop, which is like the package you install for OS X and Windows to have Docker on your system, um, is like no longer a free product. They are changing all of their stuff. It's a paid product. It's not much, but like it's mm-hmm. stupid. I want to talk. I want to get back to the laptop, though. John, did did you confirm, or do you know? Are you able to power that through USB C? I believe so. I'm pretty sure one of the reviews I saw said you could because it, it does have a, it does have a power it does have a power jack to it. Yeah, and, and actually, and the 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 power brick that comes with it is really small compared to others. So I saw that too. So, so I honestly, same. I honestly don't know. It does support sixty five watt plus USB Type C charging. Hmm. Sixty five mm-hmm. watts isn't a lot, but. That is nice. That is, I love the HDMI already already in there. It's a nice looking laptop. It is. But I have a question for you, Eric. Tiling and stacks. Mm -hmm. I am super frustrated, super annoyed. I like it when it works for me. Mm -hmm. I'm running into a couple of issues. I come in in the morning and for some reason, my new widescreen monitor goes into sleep mode. Mm -hmm. So... If I log in and then turn it off and back on, my stacks are all over the place. Okay, uh, I had that issue initially as well. Um, under your display settings, see if you have HIDPI daemon enabled. If you do, HDCPI. disable it. HIDPI H- is what 
is what it's called. H I D P I. It's under displays. Yeah, I see it. It is it, it is enabled. So you're saying disable that? Disable that. That should take care of that issue. If if mode is enabled too, you can disable that as well. It is. Um yeah, so disable both those things. Is uh is uh fractional scaling enabled? No. Okay, so I had to disable both those. I had that exact same problem when I first started using stacks. So <laughs> Again, you have support. You have support, so you can open up tickets like I did. But, but that's exactly what I had to do to get it. Working. I did. I just opened it, and it got solved really quickly with you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, so, tur- so turn that off, and in that problem, uh, should go. Uh, all right. So, I have an, I have another issue that's happening all of a sudden. On my top monitor up here, I had two side by side stacks multiple times this evening before and during the show. If on my stack on the left-hand side of it, I couldn't do anything in the window. As soon as I moved that stack somewhere else, I was able to interact with the window. So I, so I've had a problem where I couldn't move a window over to like another monitor. And I figured out that it's, again, under under displays, the way I, the way I show them lined up uh, made the system think that it, that spot of the other window I was trying to move to was inaccessible. So I had to make sure that it, you know, that lined mm-hmm. up better. I, I don't know if that's the problem you're having. So you're saying you can't click on that window and you can't do anything with that window at all? I was able to move the, the window to another stack, but within the actual application, I couldn't click on anything. So it was both in Slack. What else was it in? I think Discord. So I moved Discord down here. I literally couldn't change channels i couldn't type in it nothing worked mm. except i could drag it mm. to another another stack and as soon as i did that it worked fine mm, yeah i don't know exactly what that would be it's very frustrating maybe, maybe it's the same issue maybe it's the same. i'm gonna say it's the same issue turn okay. off turn off uh that hidpi <laughs> i'll try that and see what happens uh mm. something else i noticed about the monitor the new monitor i have i can put two uh outputs to it or two inputs into it actually and then have two separate monitors within the one i haven't done it yet yeah split screen yeah yeah that's pretty common with those uh, ultra wides so that that is pretty cool but i mean i mean obviously like like it just treats it as two monitors right like it, it doesn't do anything f- like the mouse and all you'd have to have two mice and well all. i run barrier right that that would be man that, that that's that's like a great argument to get the bigger Monitor too, huh? Right. So you would think All that, but I actually, even with the monitors I have, which I think are only 34s, sometimes I'll be like sorting my stuff to make it optimally spaced out. And then I'll realize that like my code is over here and I'm I'm leaning in to look at like, is that, which one is, okay. Like I just, I get too far away from my code sometimes. This is, my current <laughs> setup is this wide. Mm. That's, wait, that's, that's a 35? No, that's more than 34. 234s. My, my, th- my, my, oh, 234s. Oh. So I have 234s. The Windows one is tiled to have two browsers, and the the OSX one isn't tiled at all. And I have the OSX one at a different angle than the Windows one. But, like, I got these super hydraulic arms for everything, so I can, like, take my monitor and move it, like, above my head and facing down, and it's pretty slick. 
that's what John's got like the whole NASA control setup on his. I'm kind of envious with his setup right now. I've got a buddy who does that. He's got the he's got the mm. one of those curved ultra wise, and at the end he has a vertical monitor mounted. Yeah, so I, I went with my <clears throat> 38 inch ultra wide on the bottom, and then my 227 inch above it. So you probably see me throughout the this recording, like I keep looking up at other things up here. <laughs> You're muted. I've barely been watching this recording. Yeah, I don't. You don't have to watch a recording. You can just watch us. You know how you interact with people. You kind of look towards. Dude, those are people. we running that long? How long yes. are we? Holy crap! That's it. We're done. That's episode two seventy three. <laughs> are we done? Yes, I, just, I said that like forty five minutes ago. We're running long. Okay, it was five 15, minutes ago. But fifteen minutes ago. Was it really fifteen ago? ago? It was five. Six, Five. seven minutes ago now. It just feels like it's yeah. running longer than it is. <laughs> All right. So real fast, just to backtrack, because Tom bullied his way through the whole first half of the show. And I did. I have to I have to applaud Taylor uh, on his For putting on a very expensive talk. conference. Yep. He, he was actually very humble. He was very appreciative of it, everybody within, you know, the ecosystem of Laravel. Um, and it's always good to hear that from him. So I was happy to hear that. Do you think um, he listens to the show? Cause that was your biggest complaint for a long time was he did not embrace the community around it. Oh, wow. I said that one time at one conference and my God, did I get to hear it? I mean, like from Taylor himself, I mean, Taylor reached out to me as well. And it's like, you know, what do you mean? What did you mean by that? And I'm like, yeah, I, I stated my case and. I mean, we're still talking to each other occasionally, so it's. I guess it's mm. fine. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 again, I pride myself of being a critic of Laravel when Laravel needs to be criticized, and I'm a critic of Taylor when Taylor needs to be criticized. I'm a fan of Laravel. I, I, I think I say that as well. But yeah, I, I definitely called him out the one year where I felt like he did not, he didn't acknowledge the community, and, and again. That was that same year that I kind of came to terms with the fact that the Laravel ecosystem is not the community that I particularly, you know, how I envision a community. And so, you know, I I have a tendency to call it an ecosystem. Taylor calls it an ecosystem. A lot of people call it an ecosystem in Laravel. And I think it's a better representation of what what that environment's like. So it's, there's nothing particularly wrong with it. It's just it's just a different understanding of 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 what it is, and I had to come to terms with that. But it it, it is it is still good to see Taylor appreciating all the package contributors, all the contributors to Laravel. Uh, that that was nice. So I do want to I did, I did just like when I criticize him for not doing it. I wanted to make sure I give him some credit when credit is due. So good job, Taylor. All right, maybe I'll go watch the stream at some point. <laughs> All right. So is it um, is that it? Was it available for everybody? I'm trying to buy time yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom it, it, finishes here. up what he's uh, doing. You're doing a great job. I think we posted it to uh, Discord. It might be in Trello. Let me double check. It completely is not. Let me grab that for you really quick. But yes, it, it's out there. It's on the it's on their uh, YouTube channel. It's just. Just available online. Good job, Tom. Uh, good job, Tom. Look at you. Where, Hopefully where it's not on any of my other pages. It is all over the place. It's on every page. All right. Where, where's that? Watched on YouTube. Here we go. 
Stop talking. I don't want to hear you talk. Okay. All right. I'm posting it to Trello now, and then you can go look at it later. Boom, boom. Also, um, if you are curious about Laravel 9, Jeffrey Way has a fantastic video of everything new in Laravel. Not everything. Uh, a good majority of the new stuff in Laravel 9. It's, it's probably 45 the, minutes. The, the, it better be everything. So go check uh, check out Jeffrey Ways. It, I've already posted that one to Discord because I didn't think I was ever going to get around to talking about it because of issues, but I, I did. So there we go. Okay. I think that's it. Episode 273 is in the book. I'm Eric. I'm John. I'm Tom. Keep, Keep it, it ugly. ugly. One, two, one, two. Uh, coming off the top. Y'all know how we do. Listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host named Thomas because he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John. You know that he's smart and quiet. Unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this because the people love me. Shouts out to PHP, the ugly It's called ugly cause it's not professional But I'm about to come through and bless it with style So let's do it when I'm spitting, I perfume the room Yo, the segment of the show is called Doom and Gloom That came from Thomas, yeah, can nobody go beyond this I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise Yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish We talking about the PHP, the programming language About to break it down, no exaggeration What do y'all do for a living web application? Okay, I can dig it, my words spray tight Uh, they gettin' together on the Thursday nights Yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube So let's get it, you know my lyrics are major All up in the comments, they got plenty of haters But they doing what they doing, keep it ugly We ending every show with the saying, it's lovely, let's go Hey, shout out to y'all, peace to the whole squad, man. Hope your channel is doing real well on YouTube. Hope you guys are having fun. And uh, it was an honor and blessing to do this little custom freestyle for y'all. Hope you enjoy. Stay up. Yeah, come on.